let's talk about finding your unique personal genius so that you can build a competitive edge. That's next. Building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Good afternoon, Giant Builders. I'm so excited to be with you this afternoon and hope that your day is going well. Today's guest is Dida Parik, and we met through Facebook. And actually, I'm very honored that I was on her podcast. So it's just a privilege to have her online now. So how are you today? Thank you for having me on the show. I'm doing really well because I'm excited to be on your show, Lois. Thank you. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what you do? Absolutely. So, folks, I have... I could say like, you know, I'm almost a serial entrepreneur and a professional. I've gone from academia to working for Fortune 50 companies, earning multi-million dollar projects to becoming an entrepreneur and an, even an entrepreneur. I have worked in multiple areas. And one of the things that I have learned through my journey and working with others and seeing so many transformations is that what do you do? I believe that when you work on yourself, when you are in the field of continuous learning, growing and evolving, you can lead a happy life. Not only you can bring joy in your life, that said, you can spread joy in other people's lives. So what I do is I help people see the genius within themselves. Because each and every one of us has it. Think about those mirrors that have like, you know, a lot of dust. So it's there. So I help people see their genius. Then we build authority assets while creating a confident narrative so people can see them and recognize them as a trusted leader. Ooh, I like that. We all have our own genius. So where do we search for this if we're not sure what it is? Mm. So first of all, see how you are able to help others. Because each and every one of us has a sweet spot. You can call it a superpower. You can call it a sweet spot. You can call whatever you want. You'll find that there are one or two areas that you excel in. So, for example, I'll just kind of share a story about one of my clients. She was a wonderful entrepreneur, very, very successful. She was doing, making really good money. And I'm sure that, you know, if you are on Facebook or on LinkedIn, on any platform, the most videos that get shares, likes is, ah, you can make X, Y, and Z, six-figure entrepreneur. Million dollars, seven figure entrepreneur. And you can make X, Y, and Z amount of money in just 15 minutes a day, or you can get so many followers. Just spend five minutes a day. Give us your that 10 minutes of time and do that. And of course, she checked all those boxes because I'm sure that you're paying attention to that as well. And so do I. I'm not averse to that. And as a matter of fact, I'll say that it's how your relationship is with money. That's what changes 
the game that you play. And yes, I'm going to call it a game because life is a sport. Think about it. Every day you're getting up, you're doing the same thing over and over again. It's how much better we can do, what practice we are putting in, what strategies we are putting in. So going back to the story, to my client, she had checked, check, 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 check all boxes. She was having good lead generation. She was making really good money, as I mentioned, like, you know, double six figures, she was providing results for her clients. And yet when she came to me, she said, I feel empty. I'm not finding meaning in my life to view. It seems like I've done everything that I had set out to do. And I'm making not only good money, also I'm providing transformation for people. So what is it? And I could sense a frustration. And just her eyes, it's, there's no joy in her eyes. You can see this vast emptiness. And that struck me. And she's like, is this what I am destined for the rest of my life? I feel imprisoned. And those are big words. So as we continued a journey together, she realized that she was doing what the market wanted. She was very good at technical stuff and with the technology changing so rapidly, folks. I don't know about you. I personally struggle with technology big time. Okay, you got to do this. You got to automate this. Now, not only like, you know, you have automated, you have set up your funnel. Bam, there are like two other new softwares that come out, like new softwares are coming out every two weeks or even faster than that. It's hard to keep up with technology. So she was an extremely smart person and she knew exactly the problem to solve and she had the expertise and she was building funnels. She was helping people setting up systems. So like, you know, making life so much easier for people. But that was not her jam. And she's like, I don't know. I said, okay, let's just look. Go back and evaluate your business and then sit down and tell me the pieces that you really enjoy doing. So we went through a couple of sessions through that. It's uh, experimenting. I come from a science background, a lot of biochemists by training, a lot of neuroscience training. So life is an experiment. You can predict something. Yep, this is, that's what's going to happen. And based on your efforts, based on your previous track record, you can also provide certain amount of guarantees. You can provide predictability. And yet there's always an element that will be different for everyone. It's not a one size shirt that fits all. So she went back and, you know, we tweaked things. And she came and told me, Tavia, when I sit down and strategize with my clients, when I'm taking their whole business and telling them, you know what? You don't need to do this, this, this. All you got to do is focus over here and that will change your business. And then we sat down and looked at what was stopping her for just doing that. 
and she figured it out that she could delegate a lot of work and just do the strategy. So as we continued working together, she built her team. She brought on people who just loved doing the tech part and didn't want to do anything with the people interaction. It gave them anxiety. So that's how, this is just one example and the path may be different for everyone. The key is knowing, you know, what gives you pleasure? What gives you joy? Our lives are so short that it's so important to bring joy to your work. And when you're working with joy, when you're doing what you love, it's not working. You're just doing what you love. I love that. I love the fact that the joy, you know, the, the joy is what's inside. I mean, you may be pressured that day and not be content or happy, but as long as you still have the joy, I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about some competitive advantages. Um, how, how do you get competitive advantages? So for competitive advantages, the key is to sharpen your mindset. The key is to sharpen that genius within you. Because what happens is that when you sharpen that genius, it's going to impact your thoughts. It's going to impact how you see yourself. It's going to impact how you show up for yourself. And when this is taken care of, the way you talk, and then, of course, there are multiple elements to it. So one is creating that mindset. Now, second is that once you've created that mindset, it's important to create that narrative. And when I talk about narrative, is about creating your story, whether it's your business story, your personal story. And yes, everybody can share a story. And here's again, like in storytelling, there's so many nuances there's so many elements that if you want to hit home either with your prospects or with your clients or with your peers with anyone else even with yourself the story that you're telling yourself that narrative is going to matter so the first piece is the mindset second is the narrative and third is how you're showing up for other people and all these three together make that competitive edge. And the key is that when I told you about, like, you know, in all of this is the implementation, strategic implementation. The seed of success lies in the strategic implementation. Hmm. Are there certain things that we should make sure we think about in our own personal narrative or business narrative? I mean, are there points that we should make sure that we cover? Absolutely. So the first thing is creating that unstoppable mindset because before we even go to the narrative, like, you know, what are you going to cover? The first thing is knowing yourself. And knowing yourself comes from a place where it's super, super important that like, you know, what are the perspectives? What are the things that you stand for? What are your core values? And so many times, like people think like, oh, you know, one, two, three, these are my core values and I am done. You are a living human being. So be open to expand. So usually I have one word every year and that is a guiding star for me. That's a Norse, you know, that's a guiding star for me that will light the way 
to reach my North Star. So North Star can change people and it's okay. So for example, for this year, my word is EWE, E-W-E, expand with ease. And when I talk about expanding, not putting any boundaries, because think about it, whenever we talk about infinite, something is infinite, there gotta be a wall that blocks it. So be infinite, don't be finite. Whenever we talk about finite, it's blocked. So be infinite, be an infinite leader for yourself, for others. So the first thing is, how do you become infinite? The key is like getting the new perspectives. Super important because if you keep on thinking the way you're thinking and things have not changed, it's important to go out and learn with masters. It's important to hang out with people who are moving in the same direction as yourself. And when I talk about moving in the same direction, it does not mean having the same goals. It's about growth. So now when you're learning from people like, okay, this is the master and this is how they're telling their story. What's in my story? What is my narrative? What are those values that define my life? What is my essence? So it's a lot of self-building relationship where you explore that relationship with yourself and create that unstoppable mindset as the first step. And second, now, once you know yourself, you can create that narrative. And there are multiple elements that need to go in the business narrative. So one of the things that I'll share is, one thing is super important is to have core values. Super, super important. And the reason I'm sharing is, it's not just about going out there when you're on a podcast, doing Facebook Live, or doing a uh, getting on an internet TV show, or you're writing a blog, or it's how you show up every single day when nobody's seeing you, when you are with your podcast host, when nobody's seeing you and you're not being recorded, when you're at the grocery store. So to me, it's life is not just about showing up. If you want to be authentic, those values come and become part of who you are. It's about being. It's about embodying, embracing and embodying those values. Now, does that mean you're not going to fail? I'm going to raise my hand first thing. I fail every single day. <laughs> so, for example, kindness and mindfulness is one of my values. Being mindful of other people and being kind. And yet, yesterday, I was speaking to one of the representatives, one of the bank representatives, and the gentleman would just keep on repeating the same thing. And I said, listen, I'm asking you for online technical support. 
you're asking me to do that. I don't, I don't see it on my screen. I need somebody who can walk me through. I know you are telling me these steps, but I cannot see it. So I knew that I could have been a little bit more kinder. I didn't, I wasn't mean by any means. At the same token, I know probably like, you know, they've got a quota that if they're not able to solve it, they have to pass it on. So that's when I realized that most likely they got us solve and probably that's what determines that person's performance. I don't know what could be going on. So did I fail? Not completely. It was a partial failure. I was still nice and very gently asking and nicely. But this is not changing anything. Please give me somebody who knows this screen technically. So I thought that in my voice, I was nice. But in my thought, like, oh, come on, I don't have time. Can we move this on? So instead of having those thought, if I had put myself in their shoes, that possibly something could be going on with them and just kind of ask them that, hey, we have spent 10 minutes. Things are not moving. Can you share with me why are we still here? I could have taken that time and done that for them. So what I'm saying is that we fail every single day and failure is what gives us feedback. Failure is what provides us feed forward. So being that core value, embodying it and learning and growing and evolving from it. So like now it's stacked in my mind and my heart for next time. So I don't know about you folks. I fail every day, all of the time and learn from it and keep on evolving and growing. So that's the, when we talk about business narrative is very much embodying those core values. So like now I was openly able to share and I'm okay with that. So that's my narrative that I'm not going to not share my frailties because I'm perfectly imperfect. So one of my things about my narrative is that I'm open to sharing where I fail. And then that's what you got to determine in part of your narrative that what is it that you want to talk to. So for example, if I want to hang out with people who are like-minded, then that's the narrative I'm going to give. I want to create a transformation. I want to work with people who are open-minded, who are curious, who are okay to fail. So business narrative is very much customized. One of the definitely things is core values. Then second, sharing your story in a way that will attract the people that you want to hang out with. It will attract the people that you want to work with. It will attract people that you want to collaborate with. And then third thing is concluding in a way that will bring transformation to others with an intention of serving. So these are just one of the three elements. And of course, there's so many other nuances. Hope this helps. Oh, that was wonderful. I found it interesting that um, you said get to know yourself. And actually, our my husband and I do a devotion each morning. And it talked about how you need to get to know yourself so you can grow closer to God. And I found that was a really interesting concept as far as, oh, I need to know who I am. So then that can help me learn to know more about who God is. So I thought that was interesting that you brought that up. Um, and that's the beauty of it, uh, Lois, that 
when you are close to yourself, you are close to God because guess what? When we talk about God, when we talk about spirituality, whatever it is, right? People approach divinity in different ways. Mm -hmm. But the common core, if you kind of think about it, is being present in the moment, is being kind to others, is bringing joy to your life. So the basic principles don't change. And when you're bringing those, be connected. And that's what it is, is that when you live by values, you'll connect with the right people. That's great. And being kind to others. I think I do an extra effort when I'm calling somebody like a service person, because I know that they've already been yelled at most of the day. <laughs> so I try to be really nice to them because I'm... I have a feeling they have not had very many nice people calling them. So that's a, a conscientious effort as well. So what does a first meeting look like with you? Mm. So the first meeting is a meeting of curiosity where I'm just curious. I don't come to the meeting with any agenda. I just want to get to know you because to me, every interaction, it's important that I serve that person, that person leaves with something that's valuable. It's all about providing value. We get together, we see what are the possibilities and if there's a possibility. So I do have a Rolodex and folks, so many of you may not even know Rolodex. It's an old thing where you would have people's information that are close to you and I have my own inner circle. So as we go through the meeting, the whole idea is to see where you're at, where you want to go, what's the gap, and what's the best strategy for you. And if I and my team, if we can fulfill that, I usually ask for permission that, hey, are you open? If I share what kind of services I provide, and where could we help you bring that transformation so that not only you will be recognized as a trusted leader, you will be able to build generational wealth. And if it works out, you know, if you're resonant, if it works, I don't do the old sales scripts and all that, like showing that, oh, you know what, if you don't sign up today, then this is what's going to happen. To me, it's all about alignment and harmony. If there's harmony, and here's the thing, and you got to know the value. If you want that transformation, you'll see the value. And if uh, somebody is not ready for it, then there's no point in pushing them. People are on their own journey. So sometimes we just kind of like, it's a click within a five minutes. Sometimes it is about a click after 30 minutes. So it's every person is different and depending on their wants and needs we either continue working or I refer them to somebody who will be of better service to them. And that's why I have that Rolodex of experts that I trust and I know will do really good by anybody that I'll send them to. Or we wish each other well and I wish them best on the journey. Well, that's great. Tell me about your podcast. Oh, thank you for asking. Mm -hmm. So my podcast is called Beyond Confidence. And the whole idea is that we're not just here to come, live, have fun, and go. 
the way I see life is, you have a whole lot more to offer. And my whole goal is to encourage people and at times even challenge you to step out of that comfort zone and step up so that you can serve others. Because when that focus is gone from you, from me to we, bringing that collective, we are at the peak of the humanity. Think about it. We don't even have to go to the library. I grew up going to the library and <laughs> referring to Wikipedia to complete a school task or a school project. Now everything is at the fingertips. Everything is evolving. And yet, that bond, that collective web of humanity is missing. So now is the time to step up. After stepping out of your comfort zone, and that's what all my podcast is about. Great. All right. Well, we're going to have links to that below so that people can check it out. And any closing thoughts? My closing thoughts is we are in the beginning of new year. I challenge you to step out of that comfort zone and step up and live the best life you can and be the best version you can be and help others and make humanity a little bit better. Yeah, if we all just do a little bit, then imagine how great it would be. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Lois, for having me on your show. Well, thank you. I appreciate your time and wonderful insights in Giant Builders. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.